Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Diatribe. Today is the 4th of April in the year 2020, and that was a recording of Hark, I Hear the Harps Eternal. As we all know, tomorrow is Palm Sunday, and I just wanted to play a nice hymn for y'all, because that is actually one of my favorite, uh, that is one of my church song, one of my favorite church song, and, and it is great. Uh, it is performed by the Reinhardt University Concert Choir. I just wanted to say that because of how great it was. One of my favorite songs. Uh, tonight, we have decided to go a little bit lighter subject-wise because last night's topic was the worst person in history, which, of course, was not a light topic at all. We discussed the SS, Mao Zedong, and, I don't know, the eminent collapse of the society. Not really. Not the last one as much. But the other two things we definitely did discuss. And so it was not really an uplifting, happy episode. So decide. we have decided now to uh, do a happier episode, so I will introduce my uh, co-host, Red, who, although you're not seeing because we're on a Zoom call, to my left. Say hello. Okay. Uh, well, apparently, my other co-host, uh, Mr. Incognito, has taken over as host and has not, and is not unmuted Red. I, I, I unmuted her for sure. Okay, okay. Now, now, now she's unmuted. Now, uh, this this was her idea to tell embarrassing stories, uh, which I suppose it's fun. It, it is fun, and and she actually told me, you know, I'll I'll, leave, I'll let you start out because, uh, you, you had a very interesting one <laughs> about a certain um, stage while you were growing up, so. Let us, let us know. Uh, first of all, I would just like to say, subscribe to the Daily Diatribe. Oh, yeah. I remember this time. But um, as a young girl, I'd say from ages like 8 to 10, I, <laughs> I, was, a, I was a horse girl. <laughs> and by this, do you mean that you couldn't talk or that you were obsessed with uh, equestrian animals? I was obsessed with equestrian animals. I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, yeah, um, it was unfortunate, to say the least. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Oh, it was so bad. So my question is, did you ever own a horse? No, I um, I wanted to own a horse so badly. But, but you had to settle for chickens. Chickens. But um, I would go to horse riding lessons like once a week. Um, I would, I would exclusively wear bootcut jeans because they, um, because they, uh, went over the boot better and, uh, and I ha would have these like long socks that I would have to wear because otherwise the boots would chafe. So, so you took drastic measures to, to look and to act like a, a person who would interact with horses. Yeah, and I would—I'd ha have these like sparkly pink horse shirts that I'd wear, and <laughs> incognito. I can just see the disgust in your eyes boiling over. You know, I think—I think it's the glasses. Let me take them off. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, but the glasses were the only thing holding it back. Uh... <laughs> well, then I guess they're going back on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna no. shoot lasers at me. Um, no, I, I just knew quite a few of those back in elementary school. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> ended right before I entered middle school, which, you know, like, thank Everybody goodness. Everybody does that. that. Huh? 
I think a lot. I think a lot of them do. That no, phase, just like. Now I'd like to note that you 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 modified that a little bit. You said everyone does it, as if you had gone through that phase. So I'd like oh, to know. Man. I'd like to do a little bit of digging there. Is no, there I mean like <laughs> when I say everyone, horse girl is usually kind of. You mean everybody that, except you. <laughs> no, I mean all females. Ah, uh, well, all, yes. All, all females in a rural area. Yeah. That? See, the UP is just like you know the red redneck Michigan, basically. I would say that there are quite a few parts of Michigan that would that could be considered of that variety, uh, including in the Lower Peninsula. Uh, Not naming names, but looking at me. No, and actually just looking at anywhere forty-five minutes in any direction. That is very true. You know, most of Michigan live, or most of the population of Michigan lives with like what one to two hours of like the city of Detroit. Yep, and so if you just go that way, I mean, I, I don't even know which direction I'm pointing. Like, like cardinal-wise. If I go 45 minutes in that direction, unless it's towards Detroit. But if, if it's any of the other three directions and I go there, 45 minutes, it will be some sort of... You just, uh, you just end up in Gross Point? No, because that would be the same direction. I mean... That would be broadly east. That would be east. I mean, what direction are you pointing? I don't know. I don't know which cardinal direction I'm pointing. This is... Oh, my goodness. You're in your room and you don't know the directions. No, because we moved the desk today for the purposes of my church rehearsal on zoom so i'm at a oh, i'm at yeah. a i'm at a 40 some odd different angle than i usually am so i'm all i'm all turned around basically um mm. regardless it I, I guess we're only gonna make everyone share one at a time to spread out the embarrassment uh yeah i would like to note that there was a brief time in my childhood that i would pretend to be a detective and i took it to <laughs> an intense extreme to the point that i actually bought a monocle started wearing the monocle around the house and would randomly launch investigations uh, and use these investigations as a casus belli to tear up an entire room and then your parents didn't like name you Adam Schiff or something did they? no I <laughs> this was before then I did it before it was cool uh, and, and I had the the wonderful like double sided cap like uh, Sherlock Holmes did oh the deer stalker? yeah yeah and I started wearing a monocle Oh and, man! And I had a fake How pipe. old were you? And I had a fake pipe. I think I might have been about five or six, or maybe. You know, when my dad was in residency, they had a um, ferret named Sherlock. They had a ferret named Sherlock. Did he also rip up entire rooms? I'm assuming he did, but I don't. I can't verify that. But I went into oh. my sister's room, and she she was surprised when she came home from school. I turned. I had turned out all of her drawers, <laughs> and said that I was looking for clues, <laughs> and she was very unhappy with me. Regardless, so you were basically your own little inquisition. Exactly. I was just tearing up everything and then not cleaning it up because it was part of an investigation. And so I'm just trying to, to imagine like Dude, you sound like Congress. I, I know. Except uh I'm, go on, go on. I, I don't want to take myself further. Imagine like a five year old Ed just like just like like ripping open drawers and like your sister comes in. It's for an investigation. It's for an investigation. You know, not to interfere. I'm trying to get pictures of my horse face, so that's um, I'm, I'm tr I asked my mom, and hopefully they'll come. I I don't know how many pictures were taken of me in any given phase, so I I don't I don't want to know. <laughs> I would love to um, like imagine like you having an emo phase because that's the funniest. I, I, thing. I did not. Thank God. <laughs> I uh, figured, but that would be like the funniest thing. So 
Now it is the dreaded moment for you, Incognito. You must now share an embarrassing moment. I don't want you to sugarcoat it because I know you're already thinking of something that's not as embarrassing as everyone else's. So now you must now mention the second or third most embarrassing thing you ever did. I got one that happened recently. Oh, that, that's that's oh, really dumb. Okay, is this the one that I've heard about? I was actually with you when this happened. Oh, I what? Oh, I what? Oh, what did you do? What happened? Was it partly my fault? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, t- tell. Do tell. When I overtipped. Oh yes. Oh yes. That the the tipping war thing when you thought I was tipping more, but I had just had a more expensive glass of uh, mango juice than you had, and so you tipped something like forty seven percent. But no, I want something more embarrassing. You are not gonna sl- um, you're not gonna slide with this one. Yeah. How about in committee when I like tried to tackle that Michigan nuclear defense thing and I just ended up decrediting myself and others at the same time. Okay, let's go. We're gonna dig farther back. I will give you more time to consider this. Yeah. Uh, you remember that, right? Yes, I I do. I remember several occasions. I remember, you know, and here, here's one that's more embarrassing than that. When you were trying to look up more information on the second day of committee, and instead you pulled up a picture of a Chicago-style pizza that had just been there. Because <laughs> you, you had just had it on your phone. So you thought it was going to be on your iPad, so you held it up to the committee, and it was just a picture of a Chicago-style pizza. Like, you know, exhibit A! A picture of a Chicago-style pizza. So, yes, I, you left it to me to embarrass you, because, because you wouldn't embarrass yourself enough. So... Uh, <laughs> I just showed you, but I don't remember showing it to the chair. No, you did. You did. You... Or were you, no, I think you and I were both laughing, and then we just showed it to It was the same. It was the same, because uh, it was when everyone was kind of, like, spread out in the committee room. Yeah. And yeah. you had just had something on your phone, okay? And so for some weird reason, uh, both of our minds performed the transitive property and decided it would also be on the iPad. So you opened up your iPad and, like, held it up because it was about something, and it was just a picture of a pizza, as, as if that was evidence on the bill that we were currently talking about, which was probably about assisted suicide or something. So, behold, in the middle of an assisted suicide debate, Exhibit One: a Chicago-style pizza. Look at it. I, in my in my defense, Your Honor, they had the um, <laughs> highest amount of like homicides in the country last year. And that has to do with <laughs> Chicago-style pizza, huh? Chicago. Regardless, regardless. Clearly something's wrong in the pizza. Uh, regardless, uh, we are back to you, Red. It- oh. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of my other phases could top my horse girl phase. That That is all right. I guess we're going for individual moments now. Ooh, ooh I got one. Oh, yeah, go. I almost, fell out of, I almost fell out of a wheelchair right next to Jeff Bezos. You almost fell out of a wheelchair next to Jeff Bezos. That was your was your goal to 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 fall on him and then blame him and then sue him in a slip and fall. No. Was your plan to then fall at his feet and grovel towards him? No, he just walked by and while I was trying to move around in the wheelchair and I just like hit a bump and I like darn you should have hit him. There was a there was a considerable distance, but I he he looked at me and I was like oh crap. <laughs> With, th- with disappointment, contempt, or, or curiosity? Slight curiosity. So I'm like, in the back of my head, if I'm ever, if I, if I like, do end up using the computer science major to, like, work at Amazon, and I'm ever in a meeting and he walks by, he'd be like, where's the chair? You. 
come here. We have unfinished business. <laughs> the Jeff just like someone. He's like, "Where's your wheelchair at, bro?" See, I've always imagined Jeff Bezos somewhere in between Doctor Evil and uh, I don't know, oh, and like Mega Mind. Have you seen the memes of like him in the '90s and him now? No, I've I've never seen a picture of Jeff Bezos in the '90s. Okay, well, there's a there's a meme of Jeff Bezos that I now have to find. It's like one of it's like I sell books. The other one's like I sell whatever. I sell what I want. <laughs> I sell what I want. Uh, hold on, copy image. I wonder if I can put this in the chat. No, I can't. That's that. That's a shame. Hold on. If you send it to the Discord, uh, I'll make sure Red yeah. puts it on the Instagrams for the post show thing. I actually still have an embarrassing habit, and it's it's whenever I have heartburn, which is actually rather infrequently, I punch myself very hard in the chest to dislodge I've it. I've never had heartburn. Are you okay? Abe just old for his age. <laughs> I I am very old. I I oh I thought of um I thought of one. Oh good. So um the day I got my break it was like november mm -hmm. um and i had a really bad lisp like coming back to school and um i so i wasn't talking a bunch and i we were discussing something in band and um uh the director was like hey red uh, why don't you give your thoughts and i'm just like okay and <laughs> <laughs> avoiding any word with the with the syllable s in it no um so i was like talking and you know me i t i talk a lot and i'm lisping so badly and everyone is trying their hardest not to laugh at me but it was bad it was it was a failing proposition that that reminds me of course when i when i used to be in band in fourth fifth sixth and seventh and eighth what grade did, what do you play? I played the tenor saxophone. I played the baritone saxophone. You can't hang. Uh, why did you play the trumpet? Do you still play the trumpet? I think we, I think we talked about that. Is it the trumpet? That, that is, yeah. See, I knew that. So I think we have talked we about, talked that, about that. So that was cheating. Uh, one of my friends plays a trumpet. And I, this is an embarrassing story about him, but I won't mention his name. Uh, <laughs> And this isn't even embarrassing. This might just be a, a teeny tiny bit petty. Either that or hilarious. Uh, so he and another person had been in a, a, a fierce competition for first chair of the trumpet section. Okay? Peanut butter pretzels. Yes, that, today's sponsor. Uh, regardless. <laughs> but he, he lost. And uh, so whenever they would warm up in about se in seventh grade, he would play what the first chair was playing except a half step up or down. Oh. <laughs> So it was just, it was just, it just this terrible dissonance every time in warm up, and it was great. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. That's uh, so petty. Uh, it, it, either that or hilarious, I said, and I'm going with hilarious. Uh, it is pretty funny. Regardless, uh, I'm thinking about other, other times from when I was a child or, or other times recently. Uh, and the well, only, I had a fun one. Oh, well, good. Is it about me? Okay, good. Uh, this is me post wisdom teeth. Okay, then oh, post wisdom teeth. I would like to know this. So they gave me Narcan, right? Yes. Or not Narcan, not Narcan, Narco. 
<laughs> yes. There's a big difference. Whatever. There. They gave me, you know, um, you know, I was like, I, I did exactly what was prescribed until, you know, it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to school during that time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that went well. I don't, I, it was fine and nobody could notice except that like, I'm sure you heard the joke at Yig about airport and airpot. I, I have not, but thank you for that. I haven't either. There's a lot of recreational marijuana in the bathrooms. But anyways, <laughs> I came out of the bathroom and, you know, having a small amount of opiate in my system, my eyes were a tiny bit red. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like struggling with getting one of the water fountains to work and someone actually asked me if I was high and I said, not on what you think. Oh no! <laughs> you, you know, I, instead of that, I would say at uh, at Cranbrook that there is, you know, a high amount of going to the bathroom in the vape room. Actually, is what I would say. Uh, is yeah. it, it's, it's it's more of a vape room with a secondary purpose of urinals in a bathroom and washing your hands. Everybody vapes. A lot of people vape here. Too many people vape at Cranbrook. I, they actually said somebody, you know, asked me one of the administrators, you know, like what would happen if we expelled everybody who vaped, and I said I think you'd just have me and like three other people left. Uh, same would happen in my school too. Yeah. And, and that and that would just be like, and how many people are even there? In mine, I mean, at a high school in the Upper Peninsula, how large is your high school? Um, I'd say five hundred people total. See, that, that's smaller than like that's like half of my school, and I have like a small school. Uh, I'm at around eight hundred and eighty to nine hundred. I think that's fine. Dang. My high school is 200, Yeah, 800 is my high school. I think, I think my high school is the second largest in the Upper Peninsula. Is it also the second high school in the Upper Peninsula? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, think es- I think Escanaba might be the largest. How many high schools are there in the Upper Peninsula? I mean, realistically, I'd say like 20. I'm actually going to look that up because I don't know. Could it could it be twenty? That's not a large amount, but anyway, back back to embarrassing stories. Uh, you know, just to stay on that tangent for a second. Okay, good. Are you looking up one? Are you recalling one? You know, what would be my absolute pipe dream commute to school. What's that? What? Snowmobile. A snowmobile. Which I'm sure Red could do. Red could, could do. You have a snowmobile. I do not. Okay, new idea. Do you have a sled? Yes. What happens to the chickens? <laughs> Can you herd the chickens in front <laughs> of the sled in order to ride around to school with the chickens pulling the sled? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And you could be like a weird version of Santa Claus. Like, instead of like, you'd come the day after Christmas and take all the gifts. Like... But with chickens, and you'd leave eggs in their I'd place. Like the Upper Peninsula Krampus. <laughs> a, co- a combination of Krampus and and the Grinch, because you'd steal all the presents and then replace them with eggs. Yes, it's like Three Kings Day, but only bad. <laughs> Three Kings Day, but instead all the presents are replaced with eggs. This is questionable. <clears throat> Let's be honest, though. If you if you had all of your presents replaced with eggs. You'd be less mad and more confused as to why there were now a bunch of eggs 
either It'd be a lot of protein. It, I mean, that, that's true. Uh, so make sure to do that next year, Red. Latch the chickens to a sled, and and somebody might write a rhyme about it. Uh, yeah. Now my favorite story about the origins of Santa Claus is the Portuguese version. You know what the Portuguese version of Santa is called? No. He's called Pinatal, and you must leave him a stick of butter. <laughs> and do you know what happens if you don't? You get flogged? No, no, he will steal... Worse, or better, I don't know. He steals one of your toes. Oh! Pinatal <laughs> will come and steal one of your toes if you do not leave him a stick of I butter. Feel like, I feel like that like myth came around during colonial realities and they were like what do we do to them while they lose a toe you lose a toe (laughs) exactly and and, uh the the dutch version of santa claus rides around on a reindeer or a horse named amerigo and you must leave him a carrot Uh, i heard that nothing bad happens to you but he he watches all year and if you're good he leaves presents in your stockings and if you are bad he gives your parents whipping sticks Ooh. The Dutch. I have a... From a Dutch family, I hadn't heard that. You've not heard that. Maybe it's an only a certain region of the Netherlands. I don't know. I don't think he had, like, a servant. He had, like, a... He had, like, a servant that wasn't a dwarf, though. It was, like, a gremlin. They called it, like, Black Peter or something. Like a, like a oh, little gremlin. Yeah, I've heard of Black Peter. Not Maybe he's the one that leaves the whipping sticks. But regardless, there are whipping sticks involved in the, in the Dutch yes. version of Santa Claus. Uh... Or Russians. Russians used to have a version. This was like way back in the day, like when they were first Christianized. Uh, and he it was like Santa, but he was like a giant. And he would like crush your house or something. Hey, guys. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be back in like 20 minutes. So what if you are stepping away for a second? What, what have you done? Uh, are you, be, are you being arrested again? It's tech support. Ah. Uh, so we will leave incognito for a moment. While he deals with the IRS that are now barging down his front door for 20 years of back taxes. Uh, <laughs> even though he is not 20 years old. Regardless, uh, I would now like to mention the time that I started my own country. As, as I told Red in a text message before that she should do to her street. And she said she had no neighbors. And I said, perfect. Uh, it's going to be me and my chickens. And we will declare a sovereign nation. The Republic of... Wait, I'm thinking about it. Nope. Uh, Chicken and Koopistan. I like it. Or the Koopanian Republic. So anyway, how do you start your own country? Uh, I started my own country and by putting on a fancy uniform, making a website, and declaring myself the Grand Duke. Uh, And then I proceeded to call a number of consulates and embassies of foreign countries. Uh, oh, when was this? This was when I was about 12. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it was later. It, it continued for a while. Regardless, oh, uh, uh, I ended up calling, number one, I called the Egyptian government. I called the Egyptian consulate. I called the United Nations to lodge a complaint and to claim a sovereign piece of land known as Bir Tawil, as well as Mary Birdland in Antarctica. Uh, I then called, and brace yourself for this, I called North Korea. <laughs> I called North Korea. They just have like a phone number? 
Yeah, no, you can call like the North. There is no official North Korean consulate, but I had to call the Chinese one already, and so I had them direct me to the North Korean one. And the North Koreans were oddly receptive. I mean, you would have been surprised. They were a little too receptive, so I abandoned that one. Uh, and then I called the Russians, and I called the Mongolians, I called the Egyptians, as I said, I called the Italians, the Germans, and Serbia. I have to ask, was this with parental permission? Sorta. <laughs> uh, I I I, pr I made a flag. I made a website. Uh, it was it was it was quite an interesting movement. At, at a certain time, we had about three or four hundred registered citizens. Uh, we had elections and things like that. I was there was a prime minister, uh, and, and I had a lot of my friends around me in the government. And so since I was mostly, I just saw your, is that a cat or, or are you being abducted? Yeah, are you being abducted by an alien? Uh, it's, it's my time. Goodbye. <laughs> you can't leave during the middle of an episode. Tell the aliens to Are wait. You now? And Red has been abducted by cat aliens. Uh, who, have, who have listed their demands as they want the earth to turn into a giant ball of string. Uh, Regardless, uh, yeah, I started that my own country. I had like a uniform. Send me the website because I want to join your country. Uh, it's no, I don't think it's any longer up. I actually bought, uh -huh. an, I actually bought an official domain for a while because we were raising a little bit of money, and I made, I think I made about two or three hundred dollars from it in the end. Uh, because I think I, oh, I sold it, and it was, it was quite interesting, and Wait, it was. What was your country called? I'm not gonna say that because you could probably still find it on the internet. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Uh, uh, but regardless, I, I had started this country wa after watching a documentary by a comedian named Danny Wallace, who also started his own country, but he was an adult, so he was a lot more effective at it, including the part where he rented a military boat and sailed around an island and tried to take it over. I think for the podcast's 10-year anniversary, we should start our own country. 10-year anniversary. If, we, if this podcast makes it 10 years, I will not only declare this an independent country— I will go to Savile Row like he did and have a custom-made, like, $10,000 emporial uniform made. So I will, I will pledge that, and then I will buy a tank to ride around in. Uh, I, I'm making some... Okay, I'm making you, some, now you're gonna you get be, to be Supreme Emperor. Uh, and we'll figure out everything else. We'll figure out yeah. everything else. And, as the time comes. As the time comes. And... I was also inspired by this guy in Nevada named Kevin Baugh, who I told you to look up, but I don't know if you did look him up. But Kev I did. Oh, you did. Oh, then you know about how crazy he is. Uh, you know, I think the weirdest thing about Kevin Baugh is that he's married. Uh, so remember that. If you're not married, a man who lives in a small house in Nevada that declared his own country is married and has kids. You just gotta find someone equally as crazy as you are. And I gotta say, they're like, you know, at least from like the videos you can see of them, they're like the happiest people on earth. You know, God bless them. Uh, they make, I mean, I think he makes like a killer from that every year. I got the horse girl pictures! Oh God, but you can also put that on the Instagram uh, at the end. I'm not putting that on the Instagram. That is for you and the other co-host only. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be terrifying. Regardless, we'll talk about it. Uh... So yeah, Kevin Vaugh set up like a, mi a miniature railway station and says that like that's the Molossian Central Railroad and he has like all this stuff set up. It's amazing. You can buy a, ta a passport. But weirdly enough, by law, I think I am actually forbidden from entering Molossia. How's that? Because I'm, I, I was born in Texas. And Molossia, because he set up all these arbitrary laws because, you know, he can do whatever he wants. 
says there's a ban on anyone or anything from Texas. I can't. Why were you born in Texas? It, logistical reasons, and I spent I spent some of my first days in Texarkana, uh, which is a a city renowned for being in between Texas and Arkansas, and thus having the great slash funny name Texarkana. See, like. I've never even, like, left the country. I was born and raised in the UP. Which is basically Canada, so you've basically been to a foreign country. I, I the closest I've been is uh, Sault Ste. Marie for a karate tournament. You've never been to Canada? No. You know, it's actually weird. I think Canada might be closer to me than it is to you. That is weird. Because, you know... Oh, yeah, because the part that, like, comes down. Because Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm actually closer to Canada. I've been to Canada. Uh, by the way, when I was little... Uh, yeah. We went to Canada. This is a sort of embarrassing story. Uh, since I really didn't know anything about the world when we were in Canada, uh, my sister and my mother and my dad all went. And mm-hmm. my mother and my sister were, or my sister was hungry. And I was like, yeah. okay, I want something too. And my sister convinced me that Canadians eat really weird food. And so I wouldn't like the food here and to not get anything because the food here was really weird. And she was like, yeah, they use like bugs and stuff. I'm like, I don't want bugs and stuff. What kind of weird country is this? And so for a while... Probably I've always until... wanted to try a poutine. Uh, I, I think poutine might be good because isn't it like isn't it like gravy and like French fries? It's gravy, fries, and cheese curds. Is that a delicacy? Yeah. What kind of delicacy? All right, I. All right, pull up your phone. Okay. I am going to send you the worst of the horse girl pictures. Oh, that does remind me of this other terrible memory. Oh. Is, is that I? This is an embarrassing story for all of you. Today, I built my own phone case. Uh, because there's a good reason. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not just a crazy person. Well, independent. <laughs> That's independent of that, I suppose. Regardless, I built my own phone case because I had dropped my phone quite a few times, and there's this little dark spot up in the corner of my phone, and it won't go away, and it's getting a little bit bigger, uh, which is an issue, which means I'm probably gonna lose my phone halfway into this crisis. Uh, but regardless, I had to build my own phone case to make sure when I drop it, and it's like it's cardboard, a piece of foam all hastily put together with a hot glue gun. And I'm seeing these pictures, and they are as terrifying as... The second picture is actually the worst. The other two aren't that bad, but the second picture is. The first picture is good, the third picture is good, but the the, the second picture... But but only because the camera made your eyes red. Yeah. But it it didn't make them... It matches my name! But it didn't make them red in, like, the normal, like, glare fashion. It looks like your pupils are literally red. Yeah. As if, as if you are about to take the viewer and burn them. <laughs> In response, I'm, I must now send you an embarrassing picture of myself from Disney. Uh, um, see, my favorite picture of you is the butter. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. The butter is not getting mentioned. Uh, <laughs> you see, I think that's worse. That's worse than anything that you said. <laughs> and thus, thus, I, I completely surrender. <laughs> Uh, regardless, um, I'm going to send this picture without context because it's amazing. Uh, it's from a Model UN conference. There's just so much wrong with it. What? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that that guy is from Canada. See, you know, he looks insane and I want to meet him. He, he was insane. Uh, 
and you shouldn't meet him. Actually, you should meet him. He was a really nice guy, and I and I wrote a resolution with him that made Germany annex Austria. Uh, <laughs> he really wanted to annex Austria. I don't know why. This man in this Stahlhelm kept wanting to annex Austria. It was very strange. Uh, I was I was hungry at that conference, so I I obviously got everything I wanted. I annexed uh, Slovakia, Tr- Transylvania, Vojvodina, Croatia, and, and the Bergenland. For some reason, this guy in the Stahlhelm really just wanted to take over Austria and Czechoslovakia. So, uh, with Model UN, does your, like, school have a club for it? Yes, it's not a class. I, I knew that! Some No, some schools it's a class. And unless you get an award, you don't get an A. And I love dealing with those people because they're the worst. I'm sorry if, if you're one of those people. I'm sure you're a fine person. But I've always found it funny to take the people who take Model UN too seriously and then beat them. Because I, I have, by the way, li- listen up if you're a Model UN because this is a good strategy. You, you see, what you got to do is no matter what your position is, you got to go really strong on it, really hard on it, really quickly. And you got you to be, like, be loud as I am. You got to be as loud as I am and like as vivacious as I am. And you got to talk to everybody. You got to make alliances with everybody. Like I was, Hungary is, you know, not necessarily the most important country on, on the, in NATO, right? And, yeah. uh, and I got to annex Slovakia. See, I have always wanted to do Model UN, but they don't have a club for it at my school. Uh, I have a friend of mine that you could talk to who knows this stuff, sort of. I will send you his Instagram after the show. He... I know a guy. Because because he came here from Florida, so he had to like do a bunch of stuff like independently. Yeah. So he knows all about that stuff. So he, he could probably help you with that. As soon as all of this is over. By the way, I was just thinking to myself today, can we just go back? Can... I'm done with this whole coronavirus thing. I'm done with it. But they said Michigan is actually reaching the peak soon. So we're going to go down hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, what I'm actually hoping for, and this would be a, vi- a total violation of the Interstate Commerce Clause, but whatever. We're all, we've also violated the First Amendment. So everything's out the door at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. Why don't we just close down Michigan once we've peaked so we can go down? So, like, nobody can get in. Or in the words, you know, to paraphrase our president. When Ohio sends its people, they're not sending their best. <laughs> they're bringing drugs. They're bringing the coronavirus. Ohio. And some of them, I assume, are good people. Exactly. We should build a wall with Ohio and make Toledo pay for it. Uh, I feel like there are a decent amount of Michiganders that would unironically agree with that proposal. Uh, build a wall and make Ohio pay for it. Indiana's fine. I'm fine with Indiana. Yeah, Wisconsin, you're on thin ice. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. Wisconsin, you're on thin ice. Keep it together. See, that's just like, that further proves like the thing that people say that we're basically the same person. They did say that at Michigan Youth and Government, which, yes. I, which I thought was hilarious because we were watching a, a talent show at Michigan Youth and Government. <laughs> and we both sat there with crossed arms like like it was the... Like we were just so disappointed. Not not even with the performers, but with like with the with everything, with the audience especially. Uh and at that same time, Red had to stop me from making boomer-esque tweets on, uh... On... Tweets on Yodel? Yeah, tweets on Yodel. Boomer-esque tweets on Yodel that use, like, eight American flag emojis. <laughs> and an eagle. Oh. Wait, uh, do you remember, like, when we were, like, just talking about, like, how people think we're the same? Oh. And then we said something, like, at the same time? And we're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. It was, uh... It was dang kids these days. <laughs> 
it was something along the lines of that. It was just kind of... We're just like, kids these days, we're just looking at each other like, oh, we're really like this, aren't we? Oh, no. Oh, no. Or, uh, I remember that because I think I remember that in... The only good debate we had was on Jeffrey's bill. Uh, that was the only good debate. That one... That that one that made you look so bad though. No, but I won, and thus not, and thus most people agreed with me. Yeah. I I think by the way I still think we could have failed that bill. Like, if Jeffrey was not in my delegation, I would have just killed that bill. It would have been D E A D. On a ride. I really like I really like the intent of it, but like logistically there were some. Things oh no, I loved. I I mean the the intent is fine, but what whatever. But it would have made. But what I cared about was making a scene. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> You're just a drama. <laughs> there said. is no such thing as loyalty. There's only me and debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was real. The real. The, the plastic bags was. Although it was a debate, it was just. Oh, I, it was just kind of hilarious. I have flashbacks to that because, like. You wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat with a, a plastic bag just fluttering no. in the breeze. No, time! No! <laughs> Cause, no! Because uh, right over here was the presiding officer at that fateful oh. event. And I thought it had tied, and I almost was like, uh-oh. But it turns out I, I, I won by one vote because we were in a horrible situation where the plastic bags, everyone was... Everyone came up, I, you know, like 10 people came up and like spoke against me. And so that means that, that that's so weird because I was the only one who spoke up in favor or of the, of not incentivizing stores to use more plastic bags or not giving like a special tax break to Uber Eats. I don't get it. I didn't get why Uber Eats needed a special tax break. It didn't make any sense. And I think everyone else got it too. Uh, regardless, there was this one kid, by the way, I don't think I've ever told you this before, but this is hilarious. There's this one kid who would either nod or shake his head whenever he disagreed with anything. And I was, and, and I was thinking, oh, you kind of annoy me. <laughs> but, the, but because he would nod when I, he would like shake his head when I started speaking, but by the end he was nodding. And I was like, so did I convince him or did he <laughs> convince me that I changed my tone of to- my tune just to make him nod? So I couldn't tell. And then, of course, there was that one guy who only ever motioned a previous question, but I loved that Oh, guy. my I that loved guy. that guy. That guy was a cornerstone of the YIG experience. <laughs> uh, personally, probably one of my favorite guys there. Uh, regardless, I remember two years, or one year before that, when, while I was running for governor, so that was a bad time. I think I accused another, no, this was sophomore year. This was sophomore year, so you weren't there. Because I accused a, another member of the Senate of, wait for it, wait for it, being a communist. To which his response, do you know what his response was? MacArthur, is that you? <laughs> you know, and, and do you know what his response was? You know, you'd expect what? many things. Like, you know, don't say that about me or whatever. No, he pulls out a copy of Das Kapital by Karl Marx. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, you know what? There was many things that I expected, but one of them was not being <laughs> right. That was one of the things that I expected. Uh... But, you know, if you accuse somebody of being a communist and they pull out a copy of the Communist Manifesto, what are you doing? What's, <laughs> what, what, what decisions have you made in life that led you to this point? Uh, that was just really strange. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm really glad we all ended up in um white Senate. Was it white? I thought we were all in red. You were in red Senate in 11th grade. Oh. 
It's not 11th grade we anymore. You're stuck, in, you're stuck in a time loop. I'm stuck in a time loop of 11th grade. That's why I can't. I'm, that's why I'm I can't. stuck on March 15th. You're still stuck in March 15th? The Ides of March? Did you get assassinated? Are you Julius Caesar? Uh-oh. 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 I, I remember that because my, my dad's birthday is the Ides of March. And we discussed. I discussed this. It's too late now. But I discussed getting him a Little Caesar's pizza with just like a knife right through it for his birthday. Uh, but I think that that would have been seemed threatening. Uh, so I decided not to. Uh, Watch your back. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's funny, though. By the way, one thing that's always annoyed me about the Ides of March is why is it the Ides? It sounds plural. It's only one day. It's a singular Ide. It's a singular Ide. Or it reminds me of the two gendered words in English. One being blonde, which doesn't have an E on it if it's male. Oh, yeah. And the other being the word naive, which is actually supposed to be naive if it's uh, male. That sounds fake. No, it's true. Uh, and there's there's one more. But regardless, there is a sitcom I advise all of you don't watch. Uh, so have you ever seen the movie The Producers? No. Okay, so basically these two guys, Max Bialystok and... Wait, Le- I think I'm familiar with the musical. Wait, do they write the musical about Hitler? Yeah, they wrote the musical about Hitler because they wanted to fail. <laughs> so, so it turns out that something mildly similar to that happened in real life. Oh, so oh. so this guy the uh, only song you know is like springtime for hitler yeah that, that, you got the right one you got the right one this guy named jeff atkinson mm-hmm. uh you know who uh was planning on this I have, to, I have to look this up now uh he theorized and you know it, it's a little bit less politically incorrect for the reason that he is he is jewish uh but he wrote a short-lived highly controversial sitcom about adolf hitler uh with possibly the worst name possible. Uh-oh. Heil, honey, I'm home. She is covering oh. her face in absolute disgust. Uh, yeah. Yes, Heil, honey, I'm home. Which, which, by the way, premiered. It had eight episodes in the making. And it premiered for one. Uh, it was really, really, really funny. I, I highly suggest you watch it or don't watch it. I highly suggest either one of them. Uh, regardless, it, it includes that they're... Uh, it's, it's all in English, so it, it's really funny. So it follows Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun in a sitcom, but it's like a really, really cheesy sitcom. Like, it's purposefully a parody of American sitcoms. So they're both insulting Hitler and the United States. So, you know, Britain just gets all of its kicks. The only thing it doesn't yeah. insult is the French. Uh, but it includes a... I'm just thinking of all all the terrible things that happens. Uh, it includes a, a scene with their neighbors who are Jewish, and that's part of the gag. Uh, is that his na- neighbors are the Goldensteins, and they they perpetually, like I, I don't even know. There was only one episode, but regardless, what happens is is that his neighbors are in an argument, and his wife says something to the effect of, "Sometimes I think you love that bird more than you love me." And he goes, "Listen, Rosa, talk bad about me all you want, but leave the bird out." <laughs> So it was just a complete parody of American sitcoms, but it was actually, it was really funny, but not funny at all, kind of at the same time, because, it, you know, yeah. it was Hitler. Uh, it's, like, morbidly funny. It, it was it was very like strange. Like, it's funny, but you feel bad about, like, finding it funny. Yeah, and so, you know, Jeff Atkinson uh, definitely had a an edgier sense of uh, 
comedy. Oh, yeah. uh, he was actually, you know, one of the main writers on another really highly controversial and mm, pretty highly offensive British TV show that was all in puppets called Spitting Image. And Spitting Image uh, was a British comedic sketch. So they figured out a rule. So in British TV for a while, you weren't allowed to like show members of government or political parties getting killed. Uh, mm -hmm. And so what they did is they did it in puppets. It was a political TV show in puppets. And so they could have them beat the heck out of each other with like <laughs> pots and pans. But as long as they were all puppets. And so it includes a moment with the royal family because, you know, it was actually pretty taboo to insult the royal family in Britain back then. But no, they went full on, just fully insulting the queen, the queen mother, her husband, her kids. It, it was kind of fantastic, actually, because watching it, it was right as Prince, which one are we on? Prince William had been born or Prince Harry. I forget which one, but it was one of the junior ones and they made it like a joke like his christening like you know how when they christened a boat they like smash a bottle of champagne on it they made it so they did that with their kids and so the queen they couldn't decide a name but they, they had this big bottle of champagne and they just hit the crib with it it was like i christened me i christened me harry and they smashed a bottle of champagne <laughs> over the puppet child and he was in like a little baby cart crib and so he just went flying down the hall. <laughs> oh man, that sounds like uh, the show I used to watch. Oh no. It's called, um, don't watch it. Do not watch it. But it's um, it's a YouTube series called Most Popular Girls in School. Oh no. And the entire thing is um, stop, stop motion animation with Barbies. Oh gosh. Oh, it's gosh. awful and I love it. Uh, you know. Um, there's a... Uh, there's one thing, there's one thing that stuck with me about it, because, um, uh, they were on a plane, and someone mm. said, uh, who's that? And it's, like, like, the eight-year-old character, like, it's me, Michaela Van Buren, and whenever I, like, say, like, oh, it's me, I, I have to stop myself from saying, Michaela Van Buren. Oh, gosh. Either way, uh, since he is not coming back, I just wanted to say that, uh, because of his mother smashing a computer with a brick, uh, what? That, that, that's the text that I've gotten. Roland shall not return. Uh, Roland, you said you wouldn't call him that. I didn't. I said I wouldn't call him that to his face. Uh, <laughs> and if he returns, just out of spite, because he feels some sort of sense that I've just called him Roland. He... It's Roland senses. No, not really. Uh, regardless, what was I thinking of? There was a certain sketch they did inside that was. This is actually interesting because it was in the late '80s. So this is before the Soviet Union fell. So they did a parody of the Soviet government. And all of the puppets were the same. And they all were wearing, you know, these ca the Russian caftans with the hammer and the sickle. But they all were the same except for the, the leader. And so they had Konstantin Chernyanko. And, and if you know anything about Konstantin Chernyanko, he died within two years of becoming prime minister or sec general secretary. Uh, it was actually like more like a year and like a few months. And he was like in the hospital the entire time. But you could see from the newsreels in the Soviet Union, he was really sick. And this is actually before they had announced he died. Spitting Image just decided that he was already dead. So, so in the Spitting Image episode where they got rid of Andropov and they nominated Chernenko. So this is like a few days after Chernenko had actually been made general secretary. Uh, they were like, okay, we got Chernenko. And he's like, all right, I am ready to give my... Uh. And then he just dies. And the other puppets in the Soviet Union put him on a puppet spray and start, and start moping his lips with their fingers. 
and, and right at the end of the television experiment, uh, like the television clip for the propaganda, they're like, all right, stuff him in the freezer. <laughs> that should do for about another year or two. And so every time in Spitting Image where they go back to the Soviet Union, it's a running gag. With the, they say they want to go to Comrade Chernyanko's office and they open up the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And then, you know, they finally got Gorbachev and that was a whole thing, you know, with the, with the birthmark. Uh, you know, have you ever seen that Mikhail Gorbachev's birthmark? I haven't. He was bald, and the birthmark was, like, this big. Ooh. And so sometimes they would, like, make it a map of the Soviet Union, and other time they'd, like, make it Texas. It was just, it was hilarious. And they did, you know, they did the same parody with American people. They did Ronald Reagan. Uh, they did a point where the queen, uh, this is actually hilarious, they had the queen in a disguise campaigning for the Labor Party because she didn't want to deal with Margaret Thatcher anymore. She was just like, uh, she was asking her husband, like, do I really have to meet with the prime minister? This sucks. It was, it was, you know, it was just a, re- it was a good show. I, I, I highly suggest they bring it back because, you know, they did, they did the, a parody of the House of Commons. Uh, and so the House of Commons back then was like, you know, a very rigid, very British, very traditional body. And so they had them do this hilarious thing uh, where um. they, all, everyone in the House of Commons was a puppet and the speaker who wore a wig back then. They had the speaker, and the speaker was annoyed, and so he just started hitting himself in the wig, and, like, all this dust went flying up. See, yeah. um, I just looked up Spitting Image, and what you failed to mention is that the puppets are absolutely horrifying. Oh, yes, the puppets are ugly as all heck, and that's why it's called Spitting Image, is to insult the appearances of everyone that they've portrayed. Uh, yeah. No, but my name is on music. Whoopsie. Uh, you, you should, you know, the Spitting Image is, you know, quite... A hilarious TV show. I highly advise all of you watch that. You may not want to watch Hile Honey I'm Home, which I'm suggesting you shouldn't. And you may not yeah, want to watch that one about the Barbies. Uh, but Don't watch the one about the Barbies. But you should. You should watch Spinning Image. That is my piece of advice for you. And it's already about 53, so I guess we're going to go. Let's leave you on that note. Remember again to like and subscribe to the Daily Diatribe. Once again, that was not meant to rhyme. But, you know, I actually know this time what song I'm actually going to play at the outro. Oh, good. It is a great song by Ray Stevens called The Mississippi Squirrel Revival. And it is about a squirrel that gets loose in church and they think it is like a demon. And so I I actually ask you to look up, Red, look up this song and play it while I play it in the background. Because I know you can't hear it through Zoom. Uh... Yeah, I'll be able to hear it if I look it up, like, if I go to the stream. Okay, yeah, do, do that, because I'm about I'm about to play it, and it's it's just, you know, it just, it, I don't even know. Look, you, you gotta, you gotta hear it to, you gotta hear it to believe it. Uh, Spitting Image isn't free on, Am- on Amazon Video. It isn't What's free? It is, oh, no, 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 it's free on YouTube. <laughs> oh on youtube yeah anyway yeah watch spinning image on youtube uh anyway now it's time for the song uh thank you everybody subscribe to the daily dry tribe and all that stuff here is now ray stevens the mississippi squirrel revival I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi, visit my granny and her antebellum work. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. One day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. 
Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh. When that squirrel got loose, went totally berserk. What happened next is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell. But the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all, the squirrel ran up Harv Newland's coveralls. And Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me. Yeah! The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival that broke Dancing and screaming, some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon, and Harv thought he had a weed eater loose, and he screwed the moon. <laughs> he fell to his knees to plead and beg, and that squirrel ran out of his britches leg, unobserved, to the other side of the room. All the way down to the Amen pew, where sat Sister Bertha better than you, who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee. <laughs> Should have seen that look in her eyes when that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs. She jumped to her feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me. As that squirrel made laps inside her dress, she began to cry and then to confess the sins and make a sailor blush with shame. She told of gossip and church dissension, but the thing that got the most attention is when she talked about her love life. And then she started naming names the day the squirrel went berserk. In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting hallelujah well, Seven deacons and the pastor got saved And $25,000 was raised And 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot <laughs> And even without an invitation, there were at least 500 rededications, and we all got rebaptized whether we needed it or not. Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess, how he parted the waters for Moses to pass all oh, the miracles God has wrought in this old world. But the one I'll remember till my dying day is how he put that church back on the narrow way with a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel. The day the squirrel went berserk, in the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting hallelujah The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight